Hi, guys, and welcome to Keep Hope Alive podcast. We're in season nine, and we have a great guest, guest, a sound all country here, guest with us <laughs> named Jason Klum. And he is the author of a book, We're Not Worthy. And I have to say it that way because it sounds fun. Of course you do. <laughs> So he does a bunch of different fun things in his life, which I'm going to let him explain that to you guys. But before we get started with you, Jason, mm-hmm. how many weddings have you been to in the past mm, 15 years? Including mine, three? Let's say three. three. Not many. Yeah. Okay. And usually, like, when you go into the ceremony Car, mm-hmm. you're walking in, your guests have to sign something. What is that something they're signing? I would call that a guest book. Yes, very good. Okay, yes. so mm-hmm. it is a guest book. So mm-hmm. our big sponsor here at Keep Hope Alive is lifeonrecord.com. And what they do, instead of having that guest book, they have a vintage rotary phone they put there. So mm-hmm. your guests come in, they pick up the phone and can leave a message for the happy couple. Also, they have a QR code right next to it so they can take their cell phone, scan that, put it into their phone, leave a message before or after the wedding. And once all these messages are collected, they will burn it on a 10-inch vinyl record or they'll put it into a boom box, which is really cool. I think the best gift Mm -hmm. in the world is hearing voice. Oh, yeah. oh, no yeah. matter what. So, um, but they get this plan um, for the phone plan uh, one year. It's $99. And then okay. they get that information. But what I tell everybody, because they get it for one year, like a few months out of their one year anniversary, call back, leave a message, happy anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll get this too on there. So, but definitely, um, Check them out at www.lifeonrecord.com. All right, Jason. So who are you? <laughs> like I don't read your bio or anything. <laughs> who are you? What do we not know about you? Spill <clears throat> it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, whenever anybody, I was always dying for somebody to ask me, what's interesting about you? Because I was just this little dweeb of a kid because I, 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 uh, I moved to the U.S. when I was seven. And so I was just desperate to for people to like n- know something about me. And so it was always, I was born in England. And I really thought the first time I told somebody that they'd be blown away. They'd be like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Your, were your parents in the military? And the answer is, yeah, yeah, okay. But still, that's always what I first think of is I was born in England. That's all I got. But um, the, I would say uh, I also realized I've been to four weddings and I I, uh, I did, I, I uh, what do you call I married the couples in two of them. So I have been to more than I realized. Um, but uh, let's see. I, get, I directed one of the world's first viral videos. That's one that I like to toss out every once in a while. That's more interesting, interesting than being born in England, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, Being born in England, I'm trying to pick up on that accent. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Both my parents are American. I only lived there for a year and a half, then lived in Germany for the next four, and then we moved here. Uh, because again, they're both in the military, both American, but uh it was a very weird first few years, especially pop culture wise, because I was always a few years behind pop culture, which is interesting because I wrote a book all about pop culture, but it's when I started giving a darn about pop culture, which is in the nineties, so Dude, I was at Barnes and Noble and I picked up a book and it was about pop culture. 
And the guy I was hanging out with, he's like, just read one chapter and then let's sit down and diagnose. <laughs> but I think it, the cover was my old 1980s phone that looked like a robot. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Is that your book? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. <laughs> no, it's this book behind me. It's got a, it's got a, it's got uh, some uh, fake religious iconography. That's uh, uh, Wayne and Garth. You've got Homie the Clown, uh, Mary oh. Catherine Gallagher, a bunch of different sketch com comedy characters, and then some on the back as well. Really great art by a guy named Adam Coford, who's a genius. Max Hedrum, why is he coming to my brain? <laughs> you know, he might technically almost qualify. So if he was, if he had been in the '90s, then I would have written about him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's so cool. I'm going to dive more about that book. Like, I mean, when we open it, what do we start to read? Give it's, us a little hint. <laughs> well, originally it was supposed to just be the history of 90s sketch comedy, but I wanted it to be approachable for people who don't know a ton about the history of comedy, period. They might sort of just know SNL as as sketch comedy, and they don't maybe think about all the other sketch shows that existed. There's a ton in the 90s. So I also write about uh, all the sketch shows that came before the 90s, as many as I could. I interviewed uh, somebody from the first sketch show that was ever on TV in the 50s. I interviewed Carol Burnett. I interviewed people from the Smothers Brothers and stuff. And I squeeze a bunch of that into the first uh, one of the first chapters. There's also the history of all the theaters, like Second City, uh, peppered throughout mm -hmm. that that gave us all these different sketch performers like Steve Carell and 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 uh, you know Kristen Wiig and all Steve these people. Carell. Yeah, I don't know why I had a crush on him. <laughs> he's he's adorable. He's adorable, and also he's been cut since he was like born. Like every old video of him in these Second City videos is like, what in the world? How are you not a model? In ridiculous shape. It's 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 distracting. It's it, even though he's very funny. Um, but yeah. So uh, and then the rest of it is just about sketch shows that some of you, some of them you've heard of for sure. Some of them you've probably never heard of. Um, and some of those were honestly the most interesting to write about because like. Not enough people are writing about this show called Almost Live that was only in Seattle in the 90s. But um, but uh, in Seattle, people love that show and parts of Canada oh, love that show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just realized uh, sketch comedy has been my life since I was a kid. So for 30 years now. And I just thought I would write a book that was about sketch during the period when I first discovered sketch comedy with like the state or kids in the hall and stuff. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. Did you do, I mean, it was just comedy, but no music, Jenner. Yeah, just, yeah, just uh, all, just uh, all this, the sketches that were written for these different shows. Um, okay. Just, I interviewed 150 different people. Um, I did interview a couple of music people. Uh, people who are music professionals, though, who were either on those shows or aware of those shows, like one of the uh, Chris Ballou from Presidents of the United States of America. He was on and a big fan of Almost Live, the Seattle show. I interviewed uh, a guy who worked with the Fly Girls from In Living Color as they were trying to cut the album that never got released that they started making. Um, so there's uh, all kinds of little little bits and pieces in there, some of which have been out there a, a little, but nobody's told a ton of these stories. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I know I ran into one celebrity and I feel really, really bad because I'm such a smart butt back in the day. And <laughs> I was working at a hotel just really quick. And the guy who was supposed to have that shift, so I'm sick, I can't come in. So I took over his, you know, morning duties and mm -hmm. I went in there and there's a bunch of guys standing there and I go, give me one minute. I had to literally put my purse in the back and I came out and they go, 
I said, what room? They gave me their room number and it pulled up some name, of course, you know, and they're like, oh, your name's Nadine. And they started all singing, Nadine, honey, is that you? Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, basically this says Joe Blow was staying up there, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like, yeah, and I'm Madonna, like a virgin. <laughs> hey, and they're like, you don't know who we are. I go, well, right here room blah 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 you're this person now what i forgot the hotel was in the telecom area in richardson Mm -hmm. texas and they were doing the wildflower festival Mm -hmm. so i actually had three dog night in front of me (laughs) i was like what and they're saying jeremiah is a bullfrog for me and i just like I can't believe I opened my big mouth and said, yeah, like, you're so good. <laughs> but then I kind of learned, I don't have a fear to interview or talk to people. Just yeah. have fun with it. Be yourself. So yeah. everybody is here for one reason. We all have a purpose on earth. So, hey, mm-hmm. let's find out that purpose. So, I agree. Yep, definitely. So, and then also you have a book. We're not worthy. Mm-hmm. And that was the book you were talking about, the different skits mm-hmm. in it. Okay, perfect. We can find that on Amazon. Yeah, uh, you can also get it at any local bookshop. Uh, if they don't have it, it's very easy for them to order it. Like, they can just put an order in. But I have seen them around, you know, Barnes & Noble as well, too. You should be able to find that at Barnes & Noble and okay. wherever the heck else they sell them. Yeah. <laughs> wherever. <laughs> so, Amazon is like the one place. Was this uh, book ever done as an Audible or No. That's being worked on right now. We're working on the audiobook. It's going a little slower than I had hoped. Uh, I'm doing the reading, but I'm also doing some of the editing because I'm very particular. So it's going a little slower than I hope, but that will be out in a, <laughs> probably a few months. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Be looking for that one also. Okay. And then you do a show. It's a drinking game. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, that was a show I did uh, when I lived in Los Angeles. Um, and that ended when the pandemic started. Um, but and I've since moved to Detroit, but I am going to be starting it up here in Detroit at some point. Uh, once I'm comfortable, once I feel good that, uh, you know, COVID is officially over, um, then, you know, at some point, we'll be opening it up here. But it uh, I was part of the original cast of this show that is now spread to let's see Minneapolis, New York. Uh, it's also in uh, Vienna, Austria. And basically, uh, they're stage readings of uh, 80s, 90s, and sometimes 2000s movies. Uh, so the audience and the audience drinks along like you would if you're doing a drinking game at home. You know, if somebody yeah. says this word, every time somebody says, but you, you take a drink. Well, we they do that. But the big change here is that the cast, including myself, also drinks along with those cues. And anytime somebody else says their character's name. So if you want to talk about drunk, usually the actors are a lot drunker. Um, and <laughs> one of my favorite things to do, I've played everybody from Marty McFly to Vizzini and Princess Bride. I'm uh, Hans Gruber and Die Hard, all kinds of things. And uh, it's my favorite thing to do. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to bringing it to Detroit at some point. Yay. Yay. Yeah. You said Dallas or no? Uh, No, no. But, you know, it's funny because uh, we do have a former producer of the New York show who is, I believe, now in Texas. And uh, that may happen at some point. Uh, I don't know for sure, but uh, that would be really nice. I'll help out. 
<laughs> that, you'd love it. The, the show sells out every time. And, you know, they're usually small theaters, except in New York, where they do the Bell House. Like they sell out huge theaters in New York. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a ton of fun. And it's like there's audience participation, but not to the obnoxious level. Nobody's you're you're policed from being too annoying. You're allowed to like during Princess Bride, for instance, uh, early on, you get a goodie bag. And it would have peanuts. So when Vizine, when uh, uh, the the one care, my brain is fried. Andre the Giant, when he says anybody want a peanut, yeah, they whip peanuts at peanuts at us because it doesn't hurt us. Um, uh-huh. I actually have I have one of the peanuts here in. Uh, I, I put one of the original peanuts. This is now thirteen years old in Lucite or in uh, in resin, uh, just because that that show means so much to me. Um, yeah, I yeah, love that fun. show. Oh, those big terrible rap things and the quicksand <laughs> yeah forest that uh-huh. needs to scare me and we used it we usually do like sort of semi-cheap props the best costumes we can come up with on our own for as little money as possible because it's supposed to have this sort of kind of like sketch comedy this sort of cheap vibe that lets you makes it more approachable uh because if, if it's more expensive and too shiny it's just sort of it's not as fun it doesn't have the same engagement you're not as excited about it if it isn't the little cheap looking you know yeah definitely definitely Oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. I want to go. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. It's a t- if you're ever in LA, if you're ever in LA, uh, Minneapolis or New York, uh, or in Vienna, Austria, <laughs> look it up. It's a fun show. <laughs> okay. Well, I was back in LA in 2017, but mm-hmm. <laughs> were you guys even out there doing it in 2017? Yeah, it started in 2010 and my run ended when I moved out here in 2020. Like our last show was in 2019. Uh, or early 2020, uh, but they do them now. They're doing them again. So the LA shows have started again, uh, going live. Good. Yeah, good, good, good. I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Mm-hmm. You also have a podcast show. Tell us about your podcast show. Uh, the one that I do now is called Dan and Jamie Hour. I used to do a show for 11 years called Comedy on Vinyl. It was all about vinyl comedy records. That's where I met most of like my heroes and a lot of the people I interviewed for this book. Um, the one I do more regularly now, not super regularly, because I'm writing another book at the moment, is called Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. And that's where my best friend Dan and I talk about our own sketches going back 30 years. And we sometimes bring on guests, uh, usually who don't really know what they're in for. Um, sometimes we talk about their old sketches or their old work. Um, and different characters come in on the show that are either uh, from our real past or our fictional past or from alternate dimensions. There's a lot of improv on top of just regular yeah. BSing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. That's so cool. That is so cool. But I mean, do you for your podcast, are you making them like how many a week or a month? It's supposed to be weekly, but I don't think we've released one in a month because it's uh, it's uh, with this uh, this new project I'm working on. I do not have the time to also do podcasts. There was a period like in 2018 where I was doing five podcasts a week. I do not do that mm-hmm. to myself anymore. It is hell. It is hell. So. <laughs> well, I can't call it that. I mean, I, it's definitely a job. I will uh-huh. tell you that. Sure. So. You know, yeah, for goes, me, it was a oh. job that didn't pay, you know, and so I was just like, nah, nah, not worth it. Not worth it at the moment. Uh, well, you know, I hear you. I hear <laughs> you. So maybe in good time, there'll be a way <laughs> sure. to make that happen sure. in the world. Yeah. In the meantime, that's the one that I'm going to continue to do, even if we don't do it regularly, just because it's my best friend who lives in Boise. So it's the only way we get to catch up. That's mostly the purpose of it. So. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. 
And I love it for it being on Zoom because you can bring more people into it and have a full conversation. And yeah. I definitely want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. especially before I want to do like a, a dating show. That's oh, sure. Dating show amazing. on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, come up with some fun questions and everything and maybe somebody meets somebody. Who knows? Yeah, why not? Why not? That's worth a shot. I love that. Yeah, definitely. So other than that, I mean, going through everything with the book and Mm -hmm. the comedy and the drinking game, we Mm -hmm. covered so much. And you have some films. Tell us Mm -hmm. about your films. Um, Well, so I've directed three feature films. Uh, Two of them were uh, beyond independent, like no budget, zero budget. Um, My first film was called Looking Forward. It's about my alter ego with the same name his fake presidential campaign well in the in the world of the movie it's a real presidential campaign but it's a it's a mockumentary uh that took eight years to complete and then a couple years after that i released a real documentary it's a very real story about a very goofy thing uh a sport called freestyle walking these kids in uh, chicago invented a sport and at the same time we're pulling a prank on mtv and at the same time uh lost a lot of money to a, a shoe manufacturer potential potentially um and then a a few years after that, I did a sequel that, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, nobody's seen it. It's okay. It's a sequel to the first movie I made that is a continuation of that character's presidential campaign. Uh, also improvised, started out as 18 hours worth of blogs uh, with me and every other character. And then a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It's a crazy movie. Um, I, I have no idea if it's any good. I really like the first one. I really like my documentary. The third one, I just put it out there. And if people like it, they do. If not, they don't, but it's okay. You know, I like having made three movies. That's fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would not even know where to begin to make a movie. I, I'm just trying to put in my head. I want to write a book, but yeah. it kind of scares me still. So I get it. I get that. Like people get afraid of that, the, the, the sort of blank page syndrome. Uh, and I don't get that anymore, but I still totally relate to it. I, I like, I won't say that I, like, I always have good ideas though. I'm very much just like word vomit onto the page. Like my best teachers were very much just like, no, 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 don't think about it. Just write, just write. It doesn't matter what comes out because by the time you've word vomited 20 times after that, that's really good word vomit. I'm sorry to keep using the word vomit, <laughs> but no, it, like, no, it no, gets no, good, no, you know? No, 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 I forgot what movie that was from word vomit. Was that like Mean Girls or something? It might, you know, it might be. I've never seen that movie, but it, it might have originated there. But it was always, yeah, it was always very much just do it. Like that's that's my whole entertainment career is just doing stuff to get it finished. And then it took, you know, so many years for somebody else to publish one. I had to self publish twice before somebody published one of my books. You know, I had to make yeah. three movies, and uh, well, we'll see if somebody wants to wants me to make another movie. But I'm I'm more interested in in you know books. I'm producing comedy albums, all kinds of stuff. I think with the podcast shows that we do, this is my book. It is my journal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'll I'll look back at that. And then, you know, I use TikTok and Instagram, but I use TikTok more now. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like I'm having a little bit more fun with this and I can really get different things to videotape and stuff. Yeah. It's just something about presenting it to the world is a little bit better for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, you know, going out there, um, future plans for you, anything mm-hmm. in the future for 2024? Yeah. I, well, what's funny is I said, I'm writing a book, but I literally will never be able to talk about it because it's the first time I'm ghostwriting a book for somebody else. Uh, but I am ghostwriting a book, uh, and that's taking up most of my time. 
Uh, and then, uh, but, and I'm pitching for myself about six other books and writing four of them as I pitch them. Uh, so I don't know which one of those will sell first. Um, if people go back and look at my other podcasts, I have a podcast about the TV show news radio. That's a book I hope to, to, uh, write. It's about just the history of that show. I love that show very much. Um, yeah. I've got, um, I produced a comedy album by this comedian whose name is Dick Davey. Um, he passed away years ago, but uh, I discovered his true identity. Nobody knew who he was. And then we discovered a bunch of records that had never been released of his. So um, that's getting released at some point. Hopefully this year would be nice. Um, working on my own sketch comedy album with Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, my buddy Dan. I'm hoping that comes out this year. Um, yeah. Might take a little longer because vinyl takes forever. Um, and at some point a drinking game will open here in Detroit and that's definitely going to be something that's going to take up a lot of my time, but, uh, will be well worth it. You know, I'm, right. I'm looking Just forward to discovering it. Get that guy all lined up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 And I, I will say the other learn. Th I can go and help and learn what yeah. you do and help push it along. <laughs> I will, I will check in because, uh, because that producer is uh, pretty brilliant and, and can handle a lot. So I, I'm looking forward to see if that does mm -hmm. happen. Um, yeah. I guess the only other thing is that I do have two readings coming up in the Detroit area. Uh, one's at uh, Central Michigan, near Central Michigan University. It's in Mount Pleasant. And the other one's right at the Detroit Public Library where I'm doing reading more Q&As about the book. So those are coming up oh, uh, nice. later this month. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I've always wanted to write a scary novel book. Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, but no, you should write about you. And I'm like, well, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King but, doesn't write about him. I mean, he puts some I of his know. stuff himself into the characters. Like, yeah, but, just I want to be into the character and do my yeah. writing. But then I feel like the next day I would go back and look at it and hit backspace and take out a sentence or, mm -hmm. you know, or just, you know, somebody's like, oh, what's your gut? put it out there mm -hmm. like if you want an editor had give it to the editor to yeah. look so yeah so i mean i'm working on a memoir right now that i have rewritten six times like entirely rewritten so i get it i totally get it you want it to be right yeah definitely definitely so but yeah, like this has been so fun talking to you. I, I feel here. like I have so many other questions. I mean, I love that you love Princess Bride. Do oh, you yeah. have any other favorite movies? Sure. I mean, Wayne's World is absolutely up there. And I mean, I didn't, I called the book We're Not Worthy, A, because I love Wayne's World, B, because it came from a 1990s sketch, and C, mm -hmm. I figured it would be recognizable. But Wayne's World is one of the movies I memorized as a kid, and that's one of my favorite drinking games to do. Uh, Back to the Future is is up there. I've played Marty McFly on stage a number of times. Absolutely love it. I've really gotten to play my favorite characters from most of my favorite movies ever on stage. So I don't say Dumb and Dumber is on that list. We have not <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. No, we did Blazing saddles uh which is one of my favorite movies of all time as well we've done young frankenstein also up there and i've played two of the best mm -hmm. characters in those films so you know i'm pretty lucky it's fun yeah so you're the buttercup <laughs> <laughs> what was his name uh wesley? the guy wesley yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah. real name i saw him on another oh, Carrie show Ellis, sure yeah, I, I was like, I forgot what was his last show. I saw him, but I was like, wow, welcome back. You know, yeah. when you see those actors from the past, it's just amazing to see them yeah. again doing yeah, their stuff. It. So, mm -hmm. well, thank you so much for coming on thank and you. sharing all this stuff with us. And we're always great to hear. I, and 
you know, I'm going to have your books on our storefront page of oh, helpalivepodcast.com. And then with all your new ventures by the end of the year, you need to get back with me because I want to okay. hear about your journey and what we need to put up there. And if you open, you know, place in Dallas, let us know. Absolutely. There. I'll do a free photo shoot for you guys as well. So love it. Uh, yeah, definitely. So I also want to thank our other sponsors who make Keep Hope Alive <laughs> a real good blast here. Um, so as I mentioned, we have lifeonrecord.com, your interactive QR and vintage phone guest book. Check them out with really good rates and a fun tool to use for your wedding. Then we have bridalshowsinc.com. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area planning an event, they will host about five different trade shows throughout the year. So check them out to see where the next one, I, I know Dallas is coming up at the end of January. So go meet those vendors, get their pricing, and learn what they get to do. Then we have Deborah Rose with MilesAndSmilesEvents.com. Her background is investigation, but she is a handwriting analysis and a lipstick reader, and she is 100% accurate, fun, makes all events very entertaining. And I love her personality. It's just right on cue. So check her out. Then we have Bryce Harney, who is a magician and mind mentalist. You can find him at www.brycemagic.com. Right now, he's just all over the United States, traveling, doing his shows, having a good time. So hi, Bryce. Have fun with that. <laughs> then we have richmondpunch.net. He graduated from the Juilliards, has been playing the violin forever, He's performed in front of millions of people and, you know, had opportunities for some lifetime movie shows to play the violin, I guess, in the back and everything. So thank you, Richmond. And then our last one is TK Hair Salon in Plano, Texas. If you are needing a haircut for yourself, your husband, your boyfriend, your son, your daughter, they don't do pets, I don't think, but <laughs> any facial stuff needed done, eyebrows, lips, they do it all. They're wonderful. They are located right on Custer and Spring Creek in Plano, Texas. Other than that or ever, you find your podcast, you'll be able to find us. We do have a phone number you can call if you have any questions for Jason. It is 833-780-780. Hope, which is 4673. And then also on our website, we have a little tiny voicemail. It's 30 seconds long, though. But if you want to hear us talk on a certain topic, let us know. We're here to provide you guys with the best guest speakers like we did with Jason. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a delight. All right. Well, thank you guys. Love and light. You guys have a great day.